Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good morning. We're back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Uh, we had the story about Jeff Bridges. He made the announcement that uh, he was going through a health crisis not that long ago, actually. Yeah, it was just a few months ago. And he, uh, he remember he said sort of in the voice of the dude from the Big Lebowski, new bleep has come to light? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, um, I was happy to see an article this morning, and it had a uh, picture of Jeff Bridges hanging out with his dog. I see the beach and beautiful ocean water uh, beside him. But apparently, uh, things are moving in the right direction, and he's really starting to progress quite a bit in that his, uh, the is it lymphoma that he has, correct? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, all right, hang on one second. Okay. I mean, for the love of God. What's the matter, Steve? If Tim Cook from Apple is out there, I would like to know how when you choose an Apple news story, how you are able to scroll on it. Why does Mac make certain things so difficult? <laughs> Why can't you just be normal? Right. I just, agree. I can't press down. I can't find the cursor. Yeah. Yeah. I and don't... I can't. Uh... It's okay. Oh, really? Apple has its own language. Once you learn it, though, it's pretty smooth, but it's definitely not too... Yeah, like in our production studios here, everything's Apple, and I'm like, I'm out. I give up. I can't deal with this. It's so stressful. Yeah. Yet, anyway, you know, we all have Apple phones, you know? I know. Well, it's, some of it is so user-friendly, and then occasionally you can't even find the scroll bar on the side, you know, like on the right-hand side. Yep. It disappears, and then you can't conjure it back. Short of some kind of techie seance, Jeff Bridges <laughs> uh, was diagnosed with lymphoma. What he said was that the tumor has, quote, drastically shrunk. Oh, he said that's he came great. home elated oh, with that news. Oh, that's great. He's 71. He wrote this update on his website, uh, but really, really great to, to hear that and that he's able to. It looks like if that picture is recent, he's got a buzz cut there, and I don't know if he lost any hair during um, his treatment. Or not, uh, but because the last time that we saw him, he was sort of holding uh, an IV bag, you know, holding on to one of those metal poles that they're on sure. in the hospital. And he was in a hospital gown, kind of like the dude with the robe. And so this time, if this is a recent photo, he's got a big smile on his face, little puppy dog on his lap and the beach behind him. So hoping good things. But that's that's really good news for Jeff Bridges. The Excellent. The has shrunk. Excellent. Um, I have a story for Lord of the Rings fans. Amazon has been working on a big budget show, Lord of the Rings, 
And we have some details on it, okay? Okay. Get a load of this. They are dropping $1 billion on it, which is more than three times what they spent on the trilogy from 20 years ago. Whoa. Those three movies cost $281 million. But um, here's what we know as far as the synopsis goes. This is what Amazon says. It brings to screens for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled second age of Middle-earth history. Thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Beginning in a time (laughs) of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new, where they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. From the darkest depths, from the darkest depths of the misty mountains to the majestic forests of the elf capital of Linden. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the kingdoms and characters carve out the legacies that live on. It's very wordy. (laughs) There's no release date. It's expected to be. The movies are too, just so you know. (laughs) Oh, it's not even going to debut until next year. Yeah, this is going to be. Quite an undertaking. Five seasons. Eight. Uh, it looks like Five eight seasons. to ten episodes each. I think they want this to be like the next Game of Thrones. Sure. I have not seen any of these movies, but I am intrigued by the following. Yes. And I think that you could get into it. Grant, I just put a, a little linky-winky in there for you okay. so that we could maybe... Get Donna uh, excited about it just with a song. Now, this song uh, regarding the Misty Mountains, aforementioned, uh, is from The Hobbit, actually. But it's really great. And this would give you, I think, the feel of, oh, this is an interesting world that I could delve into. And I think if you commit to it, you could see yourself enjoying like turning on the TV and then just sinking into this world. I do like this. Isn't it nice? Yes, I want to meditate. Have you seen The Hobbit? This is featured in The Hobbit. I haven't seen anything. I love it. Oh, and I remember reading The Hobbit and reading these You do? You read The Hobbit? I read The Hobbit. I read The Hobbit probably eight years ago. Someone recommended it, and I never read it. Okay, so what's the order? wonderful tale of adventure. So first, Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit predates Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit is the story of Bilbo Baggins. Not the Bilbo. (laughs) The Bilbo. Okay, but when the movies came out, didn't The Lord of the Rings come out before The Hobbit? Yeah, but that doesn't mean chronologically within the story. Okay, so should I watch The Hobbit? Remember I started watching um, uh, Better Call Saul before Breaking Bad? Yes. Should I watch The Hobbit first? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think you need to. I don't think it matters. You can... But in The Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins is old. And then Frodo Baggins, played by Elijah Wood, is uh, the young one in this one. You could watch either. But I think that when you start one, maybe just commit to that trilogy. What's the third one? Or The Lord of the Rings. What's the third one? The Hobbit. And there's not a third one. I'm saying commit to a trilogy. There's a Lord of the Rings trilogy. And there's a Hobbit trilogy. 
oh. commit to one of those trilogies. Oh, so don't there's go Lord six of the Rings. Movies? Yeah. You got it, sister. Oh, it's wow. It's a, no. a big commitment. I'm out. No, Because no, they look long, a... too. They look like they're four hours apiece. They yeah, are. the Return yeah. of the King is like three three hours. <laughs> Deval out. Bye. Bye. Uh, oh, cliff notes. man. That's very nice. Um, you guys. What? Um, if you are a fan of The Sopranos and have been waiting for The Many Saints of Newark mm. to come out in March, bad news. Hmm? Been moved to September. Wah, wah. So that kind of sucks. Is that a prequel or a sequel? I forget. It's a pre. Pre. Give me the pre. Yes, because remember, James Gandolfini's son is going to play, play. a young James Gandolfini. Bilbo Baggins, as it were. Yes. But completely different. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, really looking forward to Throwback Thursday music trivia coming up at eleven thirty. Oh, me too. It's going to be great, and it's a new, uh, it's a, a a new, new material that we have that we debuted last week, and we all find out the answers together. Usually, I know all the answers prior to, but this time around, we all learn it together. It's fresh, it's fun, and everyone's talking about it. <laughs> Okay, that's at 11.30. But when we come back, um, we've got a couple of pandemic studies. Um, Were people more productive or less productive while working from home? We'll tell you about that. And are you planning to do something big after you get vaccinated? We'll tell you how many people are coming up in according to a new study on my talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt, like continuously Cool. So here's what's happening with all of that. It's the fabric. They use super soft bamboo fabric. We're part pandas now. So you can keep the boys cool and dry. It's softer than cotton, I'm telling you. And if you're really active, helps fight odors as well. Yep. It is game-changing. Covered, Donna, this is real life. It's I soft, know, it's cool, sorry. you'll love them. And hey, ladies. Ladies. Try them for yourself or get some for your guy. There's perks for both of you. Check them out at chillboys.com. Chillboys.com. Truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in Minnesota. Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We are study buddies. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hey, man. Hello, Donna. Hello, Steven. How are you? Uh, real good. Real, real good. I got a couple of studies, and both of them are pandemic-related. Are they going to make us feel bad or feel good? I think we're going to feel good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take your okay, word okay, for okay, it. Okay. According to a new study of people who have been working at home full-time since the pandemic started... Get a load of this. 67% say they've been more productive than they were before. Well, when you cut out the chit-chat, when you cut out camaraderie, which are valuable things in a workplace. Overrated. But when you do... (laughs) 
<laughs> when you do that, then you have, you just, if you find a good spot in your house, you can really get after some work. Yes. You know? And th- some of the reasons are uh, more family time keeps uh, people motivated. Uh, taking the commute out of the equation. Yes. Uh, you have fewer interruptions, basically what you're saying. And then that creates a better work-life balance. Also, this study has found that 41% of these people surveyed uh, say they work fewer hours a week now that they're so much more efficient. I was actually going to wonder if they said that they worked more. I dig that. I, 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 I'm happy to hear that. The downfall, and I'd seen a study on this a few months ago, that people were working longer because... There was no, there wasn't the normal rhythm of a work day to yeah. tell you now we do this, now we do that, and I guess in some other ways it could it could sprinkle throughout your. You don't have a closed time that you leave the office, and so when you're working out of home as your primary office, you could be doing work in the at odd hours that typically you wouldn't be right. if you were in a brick and mortar. But I'm I'm happy to hear that. I I think that this the pandemic has been a great eye opener for employers of all sorts of businesses that. You can be much more mobile. There are people who are accepting jobs now because they don't have to relocate to Boston or to Florida because they can do it right there. They can do it at their at wherever they live. They don't have to move. You can be efficient. What do I say, Donna? What do I say? Uh, you say uh, time spent uh, something or other is more something something than the other thing. <laughs> Listen to this and remember this, everyone. Never forget it. Write it down. Productivity over presence impact over hours thank you. the old school way is was bill still at his desk at five o'clock when i left that is old archaic thinking the thinking should be did bill have a big impact today i don't care what hours he was here did he have the impact that we expect hopefully more was bill productive today that should be what leads us don't let the tail wag the dog okay Sorry, I blew up. I'm glad I get to come in because I would not. I'm one of those people that would not be able to focus if I was at home. I would have my dogs. I, I have really bad, like I told you guys, like my friend put that sticker on me and says, do not talk to me because I have no self-control. Yeah. It's very true. So I, yeah. I need structure. I need what Steve was talking about, that line of things. And if I get it done faster and more productive, great. But I still need that conductor, if you want yeah. to put it that way. Yeah. I think it's a mixed bag. I do too. Now, working in this closet is good because I can just close the door. I'm in the closet that's in the bathroom that's in the bedroom. I'm three layers of drywall from my family. Right. But I- even in, in, in prepping the show, um, when I started just doing the radio show out of the house, I would do that down at the dining room table. And then that way it's like, okay, the kids, yeah, everybody have breakfast ready, great. And then they're just too scatterbrained for me to be around most mornings while prepping the show. So now I do. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The prep up here as well because I realize I can be so much more laser focused if I get up in a quiet room, just me. Yep. And maybe a little bit of mm-hmm. jazz music. Mm-hmm. See, and that's how I feel about work in general. And it's only because I've never really had a nine to five job, you know, where you're constantly having meetings with with coworkers and managers. Right. I do so much better when I work alone in yes. silence. I just I can't have the chit chat behind me and just the I I'm with you, Donna. Really? I have to uh I have to put headphones on in the Twin Cities live office because I just yeah, that's a I, very small but, office. And I just, well, I just know my weakness, right? I know that <laughs> I will. My brain is not. It's Me not too. Even that I'll jump into the conversation. It's that I hear it and it penetrates my thin wall in my brain. Yeah. Where yeah. I then just my brain goes from productive, productive to <laughs> they're saying something okay, <laughs> easily distracted. Yeah. 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 You I'm I, with you. We, you and I usually we like try to get our little thing out and then we say, all right, let's stop talking. And yes. Let's, let's like I put my headphones on because we both can't like. Yeah. We just know like, all right, let's not. We need to focus. We need to focus here. Yes, exactly. Focus. Anyway, I have another study pandemic yeah. related. Uh, according to this new study. Uh, This is also of people. No, this is the wrong study. Okay. Uh, People are planning to do something big after they get the vaccine. That's the gist of it. Okay. 82% of people. So most of us are planning to get the vaccine and to do something big to celebrate after Uh, a vacation, a nice dinner. Uh, 30% of people want to do something immediately after being Mm -hmm. vaccinated. 52% want to wait a little while. 19% say they're not going to do something big because they're so worried about money oh yeah yeah i get it i I think some people will just pop right back into all right we want to get the traveling done now and all that and then the other side of that coin is do we just play it safe for another year yes and then if if the job looks stable if the economy looks good if the pandemic is more and more in our rearview mirror then 2022 is when we we break free What's your approach, Donna? Um, I'm somewhere in between. Mm. I'm really looking forward to a physical vacation, mm-hmm. like physically traveling and going somewhere. Right. You should go to like Fiji. Oh, okay. You know, that would be really cool for you to have like a real distant out of the country. I'm in a hammock. The sun is on my body. Get away. Okay. Maybe a little Turks and Caicos. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to Mumbai. Mumbai. I don't know. I have a connecting flight in Mozambique way. <laughs> Somebody had uh, sent us an email because I mispronounced that terribly, but I did. I did premise it with I don't know how to pronounce this country. Um, that yes. it was a Portuguese colony. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Bye. Bye. Speaking of bye, I want you to have enough time to do a deep hamstring stretch. All right, I'm going to do it right now. Before we do Throwback Thursday music trivia. It's going to be great. So this is where I quiz Donna. If you're a music lover or you just happen to be good at trivia, make sure that you uh, stay with us because after the break, we will start Throwback Thursday music trivia. I'm going to whet everyone's whistle. Yes. I'm going to ask a question. I'll answer it after the break. Donna, your first question will be, what band did Jimi Hendrix tour with in 1967? Was it the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, oh. the Grateful Dead, or the Monkees? The answer to that question and a whole lot more in Throwback Thursday Music Trivia next. Hello, welcome back, and thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Show. Thursday edition, which means this. Let's rewind, shall we? Shall we? Donna and Steve present Throwback Thursday. We need to go back in time. We gotta go old school. Any questions about the old days? Why, yes, there are. It's time for Steve Patterson to quiz longtime radio disc jockey Donna Valentine on Old School Tunes. Well, this just sounds like a blast to me. Steve, watch you throw it back, yeah? Yeah. Already before the break, I asked this question. What band did Jimi Hendrix tour with in 1967? Your options were the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Grateful Dead, and the Monkees. Grant, cue the music. I'm going to go Grateful Dead. All right, now remember, how this is, is I will learn these answers right along with you. Okay. So, Donna, usually I try to guide you in the right direction. I can't do that. Grateful Dead. Is her answer? Yep. All right. I'm going to go... The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Monkees. Could it be the Monkees? I'm going to go Stones. She's going to go Rolling Stones? I'm going to go to the Monkees. Are you going to go with the Monkees as your next one? Donna, really nice job. Thank you. We're going to lock that one in as your answer. Okay. Uh, Jimi Hendrix managed to get through a total of only seven dates with the Monkees, culminating in his final show on July 17th, 1967, which may or may not have ended with Hendrix saluting the crowd with his middle finger. Oh, that's unfortunate. Cue the music. Which character in Hamilton sings... The song, The Room Where It Happens. Is it George Washington, Aaron Burr, Thomas Jefferson, or Alexander Hamilton? Alexander Hamilton. Which character in Hamilton sings The Room Where It Happens? Burr. 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 Nice job, Donna. I don't like this version of the game. Aaron Burr expresses his envy. Hold your comments until the end, please. You can (laughs) let your feelings be known on Yelp. Expresses his envy of Alexander Hamilton's influence in the newly formed government and wishes he had similar power, wishes he was in the room where it happens, where decisions are made. Where's the suggestion box? What's your problem? This is great. People are loving it. People are clamoring for more of this. Are you speaking for the people? I always speak for the people. All right. I'm the people person. You're the snooty uh, TV guy, remember? No, <laughs> you're the sing for my supper millionaire sympathist. <laughs> I am the man of the people. <laughs> All right, how about this question? Cue the music. Who did the vocals for Pink Floyd's Great Gig in the Sky? Was it Vicki Brown? Was it Janis Joplin? Roger Waters? 
or Claire Torrey, the vocals for Pink Floyd's Great Gig in the Sky? I feel like this is a trick question. Okay. Um, my God is telling me to say Roger Waters just because he's the only member of Pink Floyd that you mentioned. Is it? I, are they trying to throw us off? Do you want me to hit the button? Yes. Janice Joplin. I'll hit it. Uh, Aaron Burr. All right, that was from our previous question. Our two remaining choices are Vicki Brown and Claire Torrey. Claire Torrey. Nice job, Woo! Donna. You're locked in today. Great Gig in the Sky is one of the few Pink Floyd songs to use a female vocal. Mm. The band wanted a girl who could sing like she she was feeling great. (laughs) Their engineer, Alan Parsons, brought in a singer that he knew named Claire Torrey, who provided the hauntingly beautiful improvised vocal on the song. 30 years later, she would sue Pink Floyd over rights to the song. What? Rude. What an ingrate, huh? Oh, hey. Donna, we have to be on her side. Okay. What singer is known as the cue the music Empress of the Blues? Hmm. Is it Dinah Washington? Hmm. Is it Ma Rainey? Hmm. Is it Etta James? Hmm. Or Bessie Smith? Oh God! I really Let's, want to see that Ma Rainey the blues. Ma Rainey yeah, blues. that looks really good. Um, Let's do Ma Rainey. Okay. Oh, I, I see what we're doing. We're teaming up now. We're buddies. All right. Ma Rainey it is. It's Etta James. Let's do it. It is... We um, got Bessie or Dinah. We got to go. Bessie or Dinah for the Empress of the Blues. Dinah Washington, Bessie Smith. Bessie. Honest to goodness, we have not gone... Like, we, we haven't fully gone through all of our options yet, so that's positive, right? Yes. This is going well. This is great. Bessie Smith, thanks for asking. The greatest of all blues singers, they say, is known as the Empress of the Blues, a protege of an earlier blues singer named the aforementioned Ma Rainey, played by Viola Davis in that Netflix movie, Chadwick Boseman's Final. Mm. She recorded during the 1920s, did Bessie Smith. Mm. <sighs> Who has rocketed, come on, to superstardom? In 1998, by the hit single, Baby One More Time. Hmm. Was it Madonna? Mm-mm. Was it Bay? Mm-mm. Was it Christina Aguilera? Mm-mm. Was it Britney Spears? Mm-hmm. Final. Donna. Wow, I'm incredible. The album sold how many copies? Um, 10 million. 13 million. Wow, that's great. Hit me, baby, one more time. Donna, I was vulnerable in saying that for you. I didn't know I was going to laugh. It came out of my nose. My mouth was closed. Cue the music. Such a dork. Which of Sheryl Crow's hit singles was adapted from the poem Fun by Wynn Cooper? Mm. Leaving Las Vegas? If it makes you happy, all I want to do or soak up the sun? I want to say all I want to do because it's kind of talky, you know, and it's all over the place. All I want to do is have some fun. All I want to do. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Her producer, Cheryl Crow's, bought her uh, 10 random books of poetry and then Crow adapted fun to accompany 
the music. Cooper is listed as a co-writer and receives royalties from the song. Oh, that's a fun fact. Back when things used to be done the right way, right? Right. Before, you know, Robin Thicke. No, I'm sorry, I like Robin Thicke. He's doing fine. So is Marvin Gaye's estate. What was the band known as Linkin Park originally called? Hmm. Hybrid Theory. Zero, spelled with an X, like X-E-R-O. X-E-R-O. Reanimators? Or Meteoria? Meteoria. Meteora. Meteora, that's it. Like a meteor. Bye. Mozambique. Uh, I'm going to go with Meteoria. Meteoria. Uh, Reanimators, Re- X Zero, Hybrid Theory. Hybrid Theory. Come on. Nope. nope. That's an uh, album. That's their, those are their two albums, those last oh, two. Oh, these it. are yeah. Linkin Park album uh, names. Wait, zero, uh, zero. Zero, Grant? What do we know about that? I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know the name. I, I, so I'm curious about this one, so let's hear it. Yeah! Nice. Yeah! Woo! Getting them all right today. While Linkin Park was at one time called Hybrid Theory, they started out as X Zero or Zero. For legal reasons, they eventually dropped both of the original names and settled on Linkin Park, a deliberate misspelling of the Santa Monica, California landmark Linkin Park. They spell it L I N K I N. Hmm. I think that's exciting. Me too. Do we have time for a couple more? Yes. All right, let's just go out to general music knowledge. Are you ready? Yes. What are piano keys made out of? Ivory, marble, plastic, or porcelain? I think. Well, they say tickling the ivory. Oh, you're right, D- Donna. Yeah. Lock it in. Ivory. Oh my gosh. Okay, maybe because it just looks like ivory. It's got to be porcelain. If it's flat plastic. Oh my gosh. Is it marble? No, that's too expensive. You want me to hit plastic? I don't know. <sighs> plastic. Wow. Wow. Even though piano keys are referred to as the ivories, they haven't been made out of ivory since the 1940s to protect endangered species. Today, they are most often made of plastic or resin. Hmm. Okay. I appreciate that. Wow. <sighs> Who is the only member? Of, are you familiar with ZZ Top? Yes. Who is the only member of ZZ Top who doesn't have a beard? Billy Gibbons? That name sounds like a beard. Nope, he's got a beard. <laughs> Frank Beard. Touch on the nose. It's Frank Beard. No. I think it is. That's the irony. Uh, yeah, yes. Donna! Believable. Nice. Wow, that's What fun. instrument does he play? The bass. The drummer, you're right again. Yes, how do I do it? It's insane. Job, oh my God, how much money did I win? Name one other member of ZZ Top. Um, uh, Billy, Billy Evans, there's, uh, Dave. Dusty Hill. Dusty Hill. And John Dyer Baisley. Are these these guys real names? Yeah. They sound like the guys from that beard show, Duck Dynasty. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They're, this is a, they're a really good band. Really good. All right. Maybe we'll end with this one. Okay. Here we go. Cue the music. How many pieces of wood? Kind of woodchuck chuck? Are there in a modern violin? Ooh. Are there two pieces of wood? Are there 30, 
15, or 70 pieces of wood? I think they take a long time to make. Takes a long time to make a violin. So my guess is it's got to be more than two pieces, right? 30, 15, and 70 are our other options. I'm going to go with 30, Bob. I'm going to lock that in as our final answer. Yep. This could be one of the only ones we've gotten right. Mm, 70, Bob. (laughs) Nice. Donna, way to go. Thank you, Steve. All right, well, I guess next week, due to our Yelp rating, we will go back to the old format. Okay. And uh, we'll see if Donna can continue her undefeated streak. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yet to get one wrong all year long. Ah, you guys. There is a frozen caveman lawyer that has been spotted in a local park. (laughs) (laughs) Phil Hartman. I will tell you about it. And uh, also, Seinfeld has been reimagined as a horror movie. We'll get to that, too, in the final stretch of the show. Coming up next on My Talk. All right, back to the Donna and Steve show. Final stretch on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, beware. There is a frozen caveman on the loose in a Minneapolis park. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm just a caveman. I fell in some ice and later got thawed out by some of your scientists. Your world frightens and confuses me. Sometimes the honking horns of your traffic make me want to get out of my BMW and run off into the hills or... Whatever. All right. So apparently there is a caveman frozen in time standing by a trail at Theo Worth Park. And it's really fun. Have you seen it, Steve? No. Uh, people are searching for him now. Um, there is one of the artists. His last name is Sh- oh Zach Schumack uh, is one of the artists who worked on this piece. And it was like a collective piece of art. And he built it. The caveman's name is Zug Zug. Uh, it was commissioned originally for an ad agency. And when they were done with him, he, the caveman was just sitting in his garage. And the timing, the timing seemed right. He said to put it, put it out into the world. So he's in a block of ice. That's very funny. I oh, love boy, that it. would stop you dead in your tracks. Wouldn't it? I mean, it is fantastic. And so it's just, you know, just something to get people talking and about things other than negative uh, news items. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> That's That makes me miss the Geico Right. Oh, I love those guys. And I like oh, those. Those are good. They were fun. We still have uh, Jack Links, though. Those we still have Sasquatch. Yep. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Genius marketing, by the way. Yeah, they're, oh. they, they know what they're doing over there, Jack Links. Very funny. All right, that's uh, that's what I have for you. In addition to this, uh, Seinfeld has been reimagined by somebody as a horror movie called The Nothing, and so there's a trailer for it, and it's uh, pretty, 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 pretty good. The sea was angry that day, my friends. He blew his brains out all over the Pacific. So many people in the world, deprived and unhappy. You want some of what he got? Stop! Don't kill me! Doesn't 
doesn't seem like it would be fair to be cheerful. It's very visual. Yes, yeah, you're seeing all of these iconic scenes, too. This is a great ending to that, yeah. too. Yeah, so there are all these, you know... It, it's it, the music. It just goes to show that the music, music. makes the difference. Even the uh, the Kenny Rogers red light coming through Kramer's door from his peephole over <laughs> to Jerry's door it looks like a laser that's going to be taking him out. I love it. Did you like Seinfeld much? I didn't in when it originally aired, but in syndication, I had a boyfriend who loved Seinfeld, and so I was forced to watch it on mm. a lot of days. And uh, then I grew an appreciation for it eventually. That's a very cozy show, if you ask me. Something about it just being set in New York. Jerry's apartment always feels cozy. The laughs are old school comedy writing. It's good stuff. And Kramer. Do you get a better television character, supporting character, than Kramer? (laughs) He's just everything. He Almost every scene he's in. Even if you don't laugh out loud, it's just amusing. He doesn't even need to speak. He just walks in and he, you, you, the, that that instant shake with his hair kind of bobbling on top, you know, it's like slide in. It's just, he's, he's there without even saying anything. He kind of reminds me of, um, Lenny and Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. They had that same kind of impact in every scene. Oh, sure. Where people would laugh the minute they walked in the door because they would, the two of them would walk in and just be like, hello. Yes. In anticipation (laughs) of what are they going to do? What's going to happen? One of the great episodes of Seinfeld is when Kramer was at in, uh, in an office building, uh, when a, a busy office building, when a meeting was suddenly called. And, you know, someone said, all right, well, we got to go to the meeting. And so Kramer just went. And then he assumed a job at this place. And then for the next few days was just carrying out his life, wearing a suit, going to work. He, Jerry was upset because he wasn't coming over as much. And when he would come over, they didn't talk like they used to. Kramer opened his briefcase at one point. The only thing in it, a sleeve of saltines. It <laughs> <laughs> was great. That's hilarious. Oh, so I love it. Um, our fun. Facebook question today is, what's your pet name for your partner? We get some cute answers. Have you ever done anything weird? Have you ever, ever had a weird pet name for a partner? No. Have you? It's always like... Hur, burp. Yeah, I mean, we do babe a lot. And we used to we used to do, and we still do it from time to time, Bud. There was a couple in high school, Jesse and Kristen. They didn't make it, by the way. They're alive, mm. but they didn't get married. And they called each other Bud and Buddy. And I thought that seemed so sweet. I remember I was like 15 years old, and I thought, that is so sweet. So then when I got a girlfriend, we called each other Bud and Buddy. So maybe that's kind of weird. Oh, that's cute. Um, Claire says, his name is Moose. I'm Elk. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, we're not supposed to judge any of these. No, no, no. Hey Moose. Hey Elk. Princess? That's funny. That's for him though, I think, right? Well, Victoria uh Victoria says Princess, I have to do almost everything for him. Yeah. But he's trainable after 36 years. So that's the bright spot. Jamie says Cuddle Bear. He's 6'2", fully tattooed and vocals for heavy metal, so the name fits him well. Okay. <laughs> uh let's see here. Oh, my Stephanie says my ex and I used to call each other hooker. Wow. I don't remember how it came up, but it was endearing to us at the time. Big daddy and babe. (laughs) That's what Nicole says. I put big daddy as my nickname when I was in eighth or ninth grade. A teacher (laughs) gave us a sheet, get to know you. And it said nickname in a blank line. And I was like, I don't have a nickname. And I thought, oh, the power. So I put on big daddy and he called me big daddy. 
for the remainder of my time in high school. That is funny. <laughs> Big Daddy. Oh, you'll love this one, then. Barbara said, Poppy. Poppy? She, she calls him Poppy. All right, bye, Poppy. Um, Christina says she calls her boo, Brett, Bert. Hey, Bert. I love hey, it. Bert. Oh, we can't say this one from Valerie. Oh, no. It's something that uh, Mel Gibson called one of the police officers, the police station, the lady police mm. officer. What are you looking at, sugar bleeps? <laughs> oh, yeah. Be careful with that <laughs> That's one. what she calls him. That's funny. Oh, oh my God. That is good. Uh, let's see. Sweetie. Yosemite. After Yosemite Sam. That's not how Yosemite nope, Sam talks. Nothing like that. Um, Carrie says her in-laws are from Chile and they call each other Gordo and Gorda, which means fat or fatty. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> ah, Gordo. You're that's not what supposed you call to call son. a woman. Uh, yes, Gordy's right beside me, actually. He just came in. It Hi, means Gordy. you're probably going to share something with me once we go off the air. Um, I called a, someone Gordita once, just thinking Taco Bell. I was just thinking it's something I like at Taco Bell. And I said, hey, Gordita. And she was like, no, you cannot say that. And I think it means a heavy set woman, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Monkey pox, um, baby. Yeah, it means chubby. Gordita. What's that word? Like I'm afraid to say it. I feel like that's on a Taco Bell menu. It, it is. is. Gordita That's why is. he called. That's why. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was why it was coming from a place of deep love and love. Oh, that's Aww. funny. That is funny. So sweet. Thank you, everybody, for your responses. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> what does Gordy uh, want? Why don't you ask him? I don't know. What are you here to tell me? They're curious. Do you have an interesting thing to tell me? Oh, he wants to tell me a cliffhanger, a book that he finished. Oh. There's a cliffhanger oh, cool. at the end of it, so he needs to get the next one in the series. All right. You go and uh, get, that. get that cliffhanger. Okay. And um, we'll see you for a virtual meeting with our scary boss. Yeah, we'll send out the up. Zoom link so any my talker who wants to join can. <laughs> that is not true. Colleen right. and Bradley are coming in next. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 9. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Stop it. Deeply. No.